obnoxious. Well, hello everybody. This is the Nightwing at Way of Life Esports coming at you guys with another video here today. This is Rift Insight Season 1, Episode 15. You know, it's crazy. We're at 15 of these now. That is absolutely crazy, you know? Uh, Mr. Buff Guy is here, and he is uh, genuinely never happy about anything whatsoever, and he's always sad at life. <laughs> oh my god. So, I'm pretty sure he wants to talk about uh, the playing stage, the knockout round, and you actually have the solidified groups now, so that's a pretty interesting thing we got to talk about. And then you have the group stage predictions that a lot of people are doing. And, guys, we are doing the Worlds 2020 uh, pick'ems. Now, normally, I would just do them in a solo video like I did last year. But, hey, you know, it's always good to switch some stuff up. And then now I'll do them live in front of you guys. And then we'll see what I'll pick, you know? So, yeah. Uh, let's start off with, with a small thing. What did you think about the play-ins? I mean, it showed me like there there's a lot of strength in the wildcard teams, but at the same time, it showed a lot of very terrible situations in between the regions play styles that actually were moderately exploitable. Like the things that LGD was able to get away inside of the uh, the region that they were in, they weren't actually able to get away with inside of the uh, group stages, even though the, I think they played poorly. A lot of it came down to picks that were able to work inside of China somehow didn't work against the weaker teams that I would say. Like the big, like I have no problems. Like, I do think LGD 100% was the best team coming out of playing stage, but I do think they showed a lot of weaknesses. And honestly, I don't, I, I can't even say 100%. I think that it, it's very debatable whether or not they're better than uh, Team Liquid at this point because they showed it was a it was a really bad series against, El like, Legacy. I actually don't think they were, that was clean at all. It was, just, the, it was just the one, it was just the one game that well, no, was no. really close. It was, I'll, I'll point out, it's just not just because it's close. I want to point out there, there was a lot of very poorly done things on uh, uh, LGD's part. So if we look at game one, game one, obviously, they played moderately well. They were able to kind of push the pace of the game. And then in the first four minutes of the game, Peanut was able to gank top, get stuff started from the top side a few times. Like even even the gank spot, like I do think that uh, Miss uh, Kramer on Misfortune very much didn't understand the, the, the Tarek matchup. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how he allowed himself to get stunned by that when it's a very telegraph thing on top of the fact that Misfortune is really good at being able to W out of the situation by going sideways, but he tried to outrun it, which is not possible. If you're already getting ran down by Tark, you have to run to the right or the left, and that's the only way to avoid it, which was kind of obvious, but I, I feel like he just hasn't had that matchup too often. But another thing that I had a problem with was their, their game two, which they actually did end up winning, which was kind of weird the, the reason they were able to win this game is because there was actually no action on the map until the third dragon i would say is when uh lg actually started contesting but um out like legacy did made no efforts to actually make a gank happen or anything which would have to happen like against uh that that specific comp they're running because there's a cassidy who's trying to scale up to level 16 and legacy made no efforts to make things happen because they had no answer like in cassidy in that comp like their their, ba their best answer obviously is Poppy, who would be able to duel at the very least with a late game cast them regardless. But like if as we saw, like they they lost the first fight, team fight LGD did, but they were able to continually like not lose too much ground in terms of, like they always kind of came out moderately equal, even though they didn't win the dragons and all that stuff. And then the, the steal on the dragon kind of solidified it for them. But um, 
allowing LGD to kind of just scale up without making actual early game pressure is not something that's going to happen in the in, in the group stages. It's just not. They're not going to let them do it. No team is going to do that. Even Team Liquid wouldn't have done that. Well, for specifically, I guess we kind of jump pretty far into the Legacy versus LGD series, but specifically for the game two, I think if they win that game, the entirety of the series changes. I think you potentially have them win the next game, and then I think you potentially have LGD bring it back, you know, so we it forces a game five. Because after a game like that, I don't think they were mentally prepared to try and win it again in game three because it just looked like their comp in game three was all centered around late game because they picked Draven in game two because they realized that if they play standard against LGD, they just have worse players than them, even if the LGD players are playing bad. That's the issue there. I think and then they picked Poppy specifically so the Camille can't get in. But then Peanut's still able to come in and do Dragon Steals. The comp was designed for Peanut not to steal, and then somehow Peanut is still able to steal objectives. So I think that they played fine in Game 2, and I think that in Game 2, if they had managed to win it, I think they actually do make the series a lot more interesting because after Game 2, you knew they weren't going to win Game 3 because all their momentum was just gone. They were just done after that. I mean- I don't think they played game too well at all. I mean, LGD picked a centralized comp around a late game comp with like Nidalee was supposed to be their answer for the early game aggression, which never happened. And honestly, you you transition Nidalee and Ezreal into a mid game poke comp, which they did terribly because they always had one to two people getting caught out on the poke centric side of it. So they were consistently lost. And it wasn't Legacy's kind of wow they did that so well it was lgd's poor positioning that allowed them to lose the 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 main part of their uh but there was a part where legacy were able to beat them uh 5v4 and they still could have pushed their advantage and set up the map for baron but then after that they just take baron and then lose like if you look at it i mean lgd the um literally never actually set up objective control vision honestly um, unless they were already there positioning, it was it was pretty much on the spot. They never they were never there like thirty to forty seconds early, setting up vision, trying to get contested vision. They always kind of showed up, and LGD was just never there on time, and that was just lucky on their part. But LG, I mean, Legacy was t- playing most of the situations terrible. They they really didn't have good good objective control. They just were allowed to have the objectives, which is a completely different thing from. But my- their comp, Legacy's comp, was designed so Peanut would specifically not be able to steal objectives. It was, but I mean, Poppy didn't attempt to do that job. Like, Poppy literally only centralized her on Cassidy. And if you actually watch the fights, Cat, she she pretty much just mimicked Cassidy's movement. Don't if you don't stop the Camille, the Camille will get onto your Draven and then kill him. So he's forced to pick one. Are you stop the Camille, or you have to deal with the late game Cassidy that's already scaling up? And I I think even letting Shea have Cassidy was a problem. He's always been a tremendously great Cassidy player. That's I mean, one of his best champions in general. If you saw him, like, Chie literally could not do it. Like, every time Poppy even got towards him, he had to flash out. Because, again, Poppy is a disgustingly overtuned champion, uh, stats-wise. Like, if she, if she gets on top of you, she's going to do just a tremendous amount of your HP, and there's nothing you can do about it. And I think it was, like, honestly, comp-wise, I never feel like Legacy had a terrible comp. Like, even, like, even the Game 3 with Twitch versus Tarek is one of my favorite combos with Tarek. Like it, it's it's an incredible one, but they never played it poorly. If you look at like some of the, fun, the little, uh, essentially what happens is you you e first, and then it can, and then Twitch walks into stealth range, so they stun you stun them in stealth, and they can't see it happening. 
but they continually did it on tar targets that weren't able to be killed, like Alistar, who's able to ult out of the way, like an ult out of CC and just take less damage. Like they literally wasted a lot of their, like if you ult, I mean, if you go in as Twitch and stun them from invisibility and they're able to get out of CC instantaneously, like just at that point in time, Twitch is in the front line and there's nothing you can do about it. So he can't make it out anymore. Like he, he has to flash out or something. And that's just such an idiotic thing to do. If but that was a game three, though. Yeah, yeah, I, the tar pick. yeah. I, I was switching to game three. That's I was just referencing this in, in future. I'd never that's what I was saying is I don't feel like ever their comps were just terrible or had no function. They were just poorly executed each time. And LGD was not playing that well. I mean, they, they didn't take it. They, they they were really pushing advantages they had. They were they were getting the game given to them. Like in game two, they the game was completely taken away from them because they got like not only out like outclassed in the early game by a lot of ganks in the top side. It really didn't matter because they just were playing people who were significantly worse than them. They were out like they completely weren't able to close out their wins. They weren't able to pro like properly execute the comps that they like, like, honestly, I feel like they thought about like a lot of people like to complain about legacy and all that stuff. But I feel like, like they played to what I guess their standards were at this point in time. I mean, they, they, they did everything by the books, but they just never actually kind of practiced these comps. I feel like, I think, I feel like the coaching staff didn't force them to practice this or something because a lot of it didn't seem like they knew how the functions of the champions properly worked. Like Poppy, again, I agree with you. If they're gonna if they're gonna pick Poppy for the Camille, I really do think they should have banned Cassidy because she has too many targets that she's the only front line that can she can deal with them. Like she can't deal with Camille and Cassidy at the same time, but you have to deal with Cassidy, and that just makes Camille able to get on the back line. There, there were there was a lot of problems. I mean, again, but the comp also has it where Draven has his E where he can throw the axes and knock you away, but that's not enough. That's the issue is that the, the whole comp was designed for Pina not to be able to steal any objectives whatsoever. Yet he stole them because they consistently were were fumbling at certain timings on their champions when they weren't able to like sync them up properly if peanut is nittily pouncing in then automatically he should be charging up his poppy all to knock him away like they're letting him get way too close and they're letting him get in smite range that far where they know he's not supposed to be that far like i don't understand how you dropped a comp specifically to stop somebody and he's still able to steal objectives I mean, that's not really based on how peanut that's not like peanut being good that's just them misplaying their composition I mean, they couldn't do anything. Their, their composition was dead by the time that, they, like, just remember each time that was this happened, this was at the end, the tail end of a team fight. Like, if you if you but see, they were what, winning team fights too. Actually, yeah, yeah but they That's were the crazy part. They, they were killing more people, but they were lower in HP bars, so they could not stop them from walking up. That was mm. the big problem. Like, the, the the real reason as to why this comp is able to work in the mid game, the one that they got for game two LGD with Ezreal in Italy, is because the poke centric kind of side of it. If you looked at like it, it, at the third dragon when when LG, like Legacy actually still got the third dragon, they were actually chunking out a Legacy quite a bit still, but they got they they over over like shot their team fight their their composition had more sustain. That's why they were able to win a lot of the early team fights. Draven has a lot of sustain. Poppy has a lot of sustain, and Probably then you also have it's, the, it's, uh, uh, Twisted Fate who's able to stun. So you have good things about their. That's why I said their composition is not bad. They misplayed bad. their composition. They I, had a specific plan. And then I think if they win this game, you're seeing a, a whole different series. I mean, this. no, I think, I mean, look at it. Like they, I feel like they out did not get out drafted really pretty much for the most part ever. Game two was kind of weird to me. I think I really get, do think they should have had more answers to Cassidy, but 
Like there, there really wasn't much you could like Cassidy. If you you don't let Cassidy, one of the few answers to Cassidy is like Camille. Like Camille can answer Cassidy because Cassidy can't get out of there or something. Like you had they really they really had nothing for Cassidy. And it kind of disappointed me. But for the most part, their, their comps, if you don't look at the enemy team, made sense by themselves. And that's what the what what has happened. Oh, you scared me. Yeah, this like, right. He shouldn't be getting in this far. There's no way you should be getting this far. He used his poppy alt on Cassidy. Like it's not the person you're supposed to have that for. Like losing, they're supposed to be winning this fight because they're supposed to be able to get the dragon, and that's what that's what helps their their comp sustain more throughout team fights. That's you, why you like have letting to get on up. So the big thing, the reason as to why they did this, if you look at the beginning of this team fight, you can see that he jumps directly onto Cassidy at the beginning of it, and Camille is forced to go in one v like kind of one v one the. Uh, like, look, look at him, prioritizing... Well, no, Peanut just kind of overshot there. That's the whole reason why they were able to get the dragon here. But uh, prioritizing, like, Shie so he can't get onto the back line every single time. And that's what won them this team fight is because Shie played terrible. Peanut played terrible. Like, Peanut was able to get the dragon. No, wait, no, Peanut got this dragon, right? Yeah. Okay, never mind. Peanut got the dragon. And, like, at the, like for the most part, it was a lot of situations. They couldn't win the the... the 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 like next team fight because two of them already did she ulted over the wall in, into a like onto like right next to a wall his his flash is down and so is his ult so there's literally nothing he can do to get away from this no his flash wasn't even down was it I don't remember for who for for she during that fight I, I'm trying to remember he didn't flash at all he didn't flash is, at it all flash up? it's still up yep it's still up it's still up the whole time okay. it's still it's just like he ulted over the wall right next to a wall so he's able to get stunned and then. By the time he got out of stun lock, he was stunned by Cassidy. Like they, they prioritize the, the big way to win against this comp is because Camille does do damage, but with with having a Draven on the team, she, he's able to negate a lot of it. Like he can negate the stun because he's able to uh, eat it. There's there's honestly we they have just, a lot of they, like, they have a lot of counters to what LG yeah, yeah. put out in the game. They actually yeah. had a, I think they had a better draft. They had a better draft going in. The issue here the, is that when you're winning this hard, you have to win this hard. Like this comp is not like late game ish. You you don't play this type of comp. It's more of a laning composition than anything. See, with pop, they have a few characters that can lane do a late game. But the damage dealers, which is the most important part of a skate lane scaling, are not like good late game. Like like Poppy is one of the one of the better tanks late game. She has a lot of base sustain, like a base resistances, and has a lot of CC and is able to duel pretty much most characters because she has her W. But I mean, again, it makes no difference at this point in time because, like, they, they poorly executed a comp that was actually fundamentally, in my opinion, better. Like, again, for, until late game, you don't really need three people to jump on casting. You kind of just need the TF and the uh, mm -hmm. the uh, Poppy to be able to do it. If you look at the beginning of this team fight right here, you can see that she, he uh, attempts to do the same thing with Shie. He, try, he tries to jump on Shie instantaneously at the beginning of that team fight during the dragon fight, but Shie is actually more 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 proactive in that one and is able to get out of there before it happens so all of Cassidy's uh poppy cc is down casting is level 15 to 16 at this point in time so he's able to get straight back into the team fight and Ca camille is now on your team fight on, on your back line and there's no answer to it because your 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 main tank is all of his cc is down so they're just kind of progressively going through your back line like it, it was very it was a very poorly done like execution of what i would say is a moderately decent comp and on top of the fact they never really closed out a team fight on um, the game like they, they were ahead significantly and like they were they, they got into the bottom inhib they got the inhib and all this stuff and the top inhib and they still couldn't do anything like 
like it felt like they never really had the advantage. They just had the the turrets. That's it, all it felt like. Uh, hmm. But I don't know. I don't know. It just feels like once they lost that. No, it was the fight around Baron where they killed. I think they killed Peanut and they took Baron after that. Yeah, but and, they died. Yeah, they all died afterwards. I I don't think that was the correct composition to go. I don't think that was the correct uh, move for this composition to go for. Um, After that part, since you're already... Because, like, when you look at the game, they're already having minions pushed on mid. Their bot turret is already being caved in by um, LGD's minions. So I, I think instead of going for Baron, what you should have did is you should have just cleared out your waves and set up for Baron because their comp can set up for Baron better because you have a poppy who can stop pnf from getting in it, they were just going like oh my god we killed the jungler let's get baron i i, I don't think they were making the correct decisions because i think their comp was was specifically crafted toward negating any of lgd strengths in this game the problem here is you have them not even setting up their waves properly why are you doing baron when none of your waves are prepped nothing is prepped for you your waves are all pushing in towards you you could have automatically left after you won a team fight, prepped your waves and then set up vision because your composition is better than theirs just outright in mostly every single situation. Peanut should not be able to, even if they got into a situation where they were able to, like, you know, set up for Baron and set up Baron uh, control, you have a Braum, you have a Poppy, you have a TF. Nidalee should not be getting in whatsoever. I think they let the excitement of the moment rush into their heads they got too anxious and they made the wrong decisions because there were multiple moments in this game they could win there are so many moments they, they could win these little things matter and i think that they were not thinking about that in that moment because they were just like oh my god we, we just killed peanut we're gonna win the game we're, we're gonna make a comeback in the series that is what i was gonna talk about next that's the reason why these this type of team cannot be in the main event these are like basic boneheaded mistakes that even teams like Team Liquid don't make. You know, like even like the worst main stage team would not make a mistake like this overall. Oh, like I, 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 I just don't I just don't think that they understood what they could do. And I think that there's a reason why these wildcard teams don't get main or more than one uh main group participant in the event like there, there's a reason why it's plans for them because you see mistakes like that that's that game proves why that they should not have a team automatically slotted into the main event and if we're going back to other bad teams like imtz and rainbow seven i mean would somebody really want rainbow seven automatically slotted into like group stage i wouldn't Who's they even argued for this i've never heard it no no no. like because some people were like well with eu and china getting fourth seeds why can't we just have like the wildcard teams get an automatic seed in it's like that's not the same like, I, I've I just never heard that. That's you. You don't never. visit Reddit too much, then. I mean, I you can you can visit all the you you'll see a comment pretty much suggesting everything if you go to social media. Like, hmm. I think the big problem I have with the, like the, the, there is a lot. It's all by the books, and that's the one thing that I I, I think is a good step in the right direction. There there before I feel like. Legacy never would have got any of the leads. They never would have done anything that they, they did now. They just they, they still lack that fundamental idea on how to close out. Like, again, what you were saying is they should have pushed in the waves and then set up Baron, which is exactly what they should have done in that situation. Like, there there's no reason. You have – you killed a jungler who is who's a minimal amount of their damage, and even though you don't have a contest on Smite, you can't win the, the, the team fight leading up to that. Like, 
unless like Cassidy at level 16 is going to wipe your team and there's literally nothing you can do about it when you leave yourself that's already the problem there and pick and ban that's the problem right there everybody knows she is a really good Cassidy he's not the average Cassidy player like nemesis she is an actual actual good Cassidy because uh remember that um uh all-star game with na versus eu remember there was that Cassidy game with with she she was that Cassidy so I want you guys who watch this video go back and watch all-stars 28 18. Watch Cassidy with watch Shea on Cassidy. That'll show you why he's a good Cassidy. I've seen him in, in the LPL play it, but this is just an obvious one for you guys because it's actually a pretty good match. I, I think the NA representatives that year put up a pretty good match against the Chinese representatives, but I'm just saying, uh, having Shea even get Cassidy is already a problem. And the issue here with um LGD is that I think that LGD have to be more, let's say, mortal going into the main event. Because I think that if they're dropping the ball against, like, Legacy, I thought they were just going to 3-0 Legacy pretty easily, like they did with Rainbow 7. Because I, I predicted LGD to beat them both 3-0. I predicted uh, Matt to lose to Unicorns of Love, which they ended up losing to freaking uh, Supermassive anyway. And then I predicted Unicorns of Love to beat Supermassive. So, when I guess I kind of got it correct. It, it just was flipped differently. Yeah. I, I think I have a big problem with like super massive again. I have a lot of strengths, which kind of disappointed me. I do think they were a really solid team, but it's funny like, we were talking about about this just yesterday, and yeah, unicorns I, of love I, rolled them. Yeah, unicorns of love just straight up dumpster. I mean, again, the the, the match a better team. They're not really. I, I still don't disagree. I agree with that completely. Um, I do think I, I think there's a lot of strength. Like again, the, the jungler was completely outclassed by Kakao still, and I still think they had no answer to uh, Armin in the top lane. But, I mean, there's a lot of misplays by Snowflower that entire series. If you look at the game one, he walked up into turret. Uh, the, the MF, they were wa- waiting there because they knew he was going to come. But Snowflower actually missed the Rakan W when he was able to just get a straight-up double kill in a 1v2. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think – a lot of the things you're pointing out, there was no team play that actually made the difference here. It was a lot of situations where they kind of just got themselves killed and it led up to them not being able to fight anymore. Like, I thought Armit was, was a pretty good part of, of, of the I reason mean, why Supermassive were even in the game. But in game three, if your best player is getting solo killed by Unicorns of Love top laner, I forgot his name. What was what, his name? I forgot. Boss. If you're it's getting boss. solo killed by Boss, because I'm just Unicorns saying, of Love's laners, they're not good, but they're good outside of lane. Armin, so I thought that Armin may have been the best top laner inside of planes, to be honest. Like if he's I playing really point, well. He was he playing really well. Unicorns of Love was not the like again. I still disagree with that. I think Unicorns of Love had so many more weaknesses than uh, everybody kept hyping me up to them, but it was kind of a significant down like disappointment when I saw in their actual gameplay. Like they were not the fast paced team I expected. Made a massive amount of mistakes again. Their way of flight playing was again they didn't know how to push advantages. Essentially, what they did was they got early game lead based off of skirmishes, and then they just tried to walk it down the lane and try and force you to team fight them. There was no actual macro play. There's no significant team fight. I mean, mm-hmm. like, like team oriented play. And I thought that super massive with the better laners would have been able to make take advantage of that. But again, I underestimated the difference in bot. I really did. Like that was that was much. Gadget more than is I, good. I thought Gadget, Gadget was great. Zenot is just not great. He's not a great player. I really did not think that the gap was that huge though. Like that game one was just such a massive disappointment. Like mm. all around, I think that I knew they were the better team. I just didn't think they were the better laners. I still, I still don't agree with that. I still don't think they're the better team. I just think that, again, there were so many mistakes on the part of Supermass that there was no coming back at that point because by the time they made it to team fights, 
there was a big discrepancy in a lot of their things already. Like the early game pressure that Unicorns of Love generated was actually not as significant as it was in this in this play-ins. Like I still think Super, Unicorns of Love was significantly worse. Like than a lot of like in in a lot of situations than a lot of people like they made them out to be. Again, they weren't the fastest paced team in play-ins, for my knowledge. They well, the, they had they had the fastest game time going into play-ins. So yeah, that's what, get to, what I'm saying yeah. is, I don't. I again, it showed that it was not a relevance relevant to this situation because they were not as fast paced as everybody made them out to be afterwards. Like Unicorns of Love was completely out. Like again, if you look at the PSG game, like if you look at them, they had the, the they had complete control of the game and managed to not be able to like really know how to close out the game because they're. I don't. I don't know exactly what it was. Like I really. Don't also, understand. another problem. Why are they giving No Man's Cassidy? Are they just that tilted in Game Three? They're like, "Fuck it, let's just give this guy his best champion." I mean, no what, what is that? No Man's just isn't a good player. I, I really like. I, feel I think like he's that, a good laner. You're you're mistaking bad laning for a bad a players. Player. He's not a good player. I mean, it's it's all around. His team fighting is not that extraordinary. If you look at a lot of the fights inside of the, the PSG series, he was the main reason as to why they weren't able to win that series because. He just did not pump out the damage they needed for that. Like, I don't think No Man's is that good. Like, I think the big thing is Gadget is a really solid player on this team. And then No Man's is moderately decent at team fight. I agree. But he's still not a good player. Like, there there are no significantly solid, like... like I think that Gadget is great. I think you're giving yeah. Gadget a lot less credit. I think I, Gadget I is like on the same Gadget. level as... I, I think Gadget is on the same level as, like, Tactical, actually. I don't think so. I don't think it, I wouldn't go. That I think far. tactical is just a little bit more better in terms of like how he plays a team fight. But I, I think I think Gadget's a better laner than tactical is. I think that's he's actually good. not true. Like, he's not even close to the same level of laning. But then again, that's really hard to say because laning comes down to like the supports. Like mm. Core JG is just significantly better than that. Like his counterpart yeah. there. Like, yeah, because like if you look at tactical, support is. Yeah. Because so, the love support is bad. Look at the uh, what what game was it? It was uh, Team Liquid against Super Massive, and you look at like the the kind of the was it Super Massive or was it uh, who was it? I'm trying to remember exactly. But if you look at that situation, you can act like there there was a like Tactical actually made a very massively aggressive play in the early game by flashing in Eam over the wall and trying to get an auto queue off. Just wasn't able to pull it off. Like I do think there are a lot of good like uh, tendencies they have out of these teams, but the, the play-ins all around were better than last year. But again, there's still massive flaws in the play-in teams. Like even, even LGD who three out twice in a row after that just wasn't as impressive as I was really hoping them to be. Like LGD has significant flaws. Like there, there's so many massive flaws in their gameplay. Team Liquid is, is too slow paced and they really are relying on too small of a champion pool to make their team comps work. Like, Every team, every team coming out of planes is just significantly worse than the rest of the regions, in, in my in my opinion, probably. Like I think I don't think any of them are going to make it out, and a lot of them are going to get the fourth place probably. Like mm. I think there might be a third place in in, in regards. Well, to the maybe. problem with Supermassive, I I think that a lot of people were only talking about like Cacao and Armit, but I didn't really see the rest of their team is good. Well, like Unicorns of Love had well, because it's, it's like Unicorns of Love had good things about them that they did outside of lane. But like Supermassive, I didn't really see much out of Balulu. That guy was terrible. Zyna played agree. really bad. Yeah. I thought Sno- Balulu played bad. Zyna was bad. Snowflower was really I, I he wasn't, Snowflower he, he wasn't even hit or miss. He was just miss. I don't know. I don't know if I agree. Like again, when it came down to team fights, and especially in oh, the first. 
How you doing, Ziak? What's up, man? I love planes this year. Yeah, I think this was the best planes for, for all of Worlds so far. I, I think mean, this was the most exciting, too. It was definitely exciting. I think that the quality of players didn't step up, like, drastically, but they, but their, like, their uh, response or, like, their their identity on how they perceive the game is definitely significantly more, more like, uh, impressive. They don't have to rely on these kind of cliche um, – kind of goofy picks anymore. They do really do have a solidified team comp and all these kind of methodical ways in which they play the game. But, I mean, still, like, playing stage teams, even the best ones, even Team Liquid and LGD are significantly worse than the group stages right now. They're not as good as the teams on there. I don't think – again, do, do you have any expectations for any of them coming out of this? For which team? For any, any team. Any team coming out of play-ins. For th- oh, uh, Unicorns of Love might be able to make some noise in their group. They might be able I, to bleed FlyQuest, but again... I think you, Unicorns of Love have a good shot at beating FlyQuest. My big reason as to why I don't think that's going to happen is not only is FlyQuest significantly better at a, a, obtaining objectives... Yep. I, think they have a, as, they, I think they have a lot of similarities. Like, they like to pick scaling mid in support. That FlyQuest genuinely just has significantly better players. They have a lot better... They're a lot better at playing the safe, like, kind of play style. They're, they're like, fast-paced enough. The, the mid they have no answer to power view. Like there's not a t- player on Unicorns of Love that's even close to his level. Like they don't have an answer to like the way like the uh like again, they are a lot more objective oriented and that's not something Unicorns of Love actually did well against. We saw a few times they tried to like attempted to play against this and they still were not able to like significantly do any damage to these types of teams. Like Unicorns mm. of Love, I do think they're gonna get last place in their group, and I think they're probably gonna get they might win one or a few games against probably is, they're going to win more games against the top teams than they are against FlyQuest because FlyQuest mm-hmm. are safer. So they're able to beat teams that are worse than them. Where so is like, uh, what, what are the other two teams, the top teams and that it's, it's top and Dragon. like top esports can drop teams against drop games against teams that are worse than them because they're so, so inconsistent. It's, it's reliant more so on individual play. And I, I think that, no one's get, like I don't think Top Esports is going to drop a game against them, but it's not. They're probably the most likely to do it because of how their play style fundamentally works. Like because like out- I could see them actually taking down Dragon X because the only thing with Dragon X is just Chovy and Death, and it depends on what Death we see. You're, you're, de- you're hyping quite a bit, and I think that if you look, no, at I it, think you're giving them too much. I I don't think you're giving them enough that- credit. I mean, we looked at it. When, when they came against – they were not the fastest base team in this. They did not have the best laners. They don't have anybody to match up against Steph. They don't have but anybody to match up against It, it depends, like, because with play-ins, it didn't matter if you were fast-paced because most teams either yeah. just – either stack dragons. If you saw we came down to the team that has significantly better players ended up winning pretty much the entire thing. And they have no one that is as good as Steph. They have no one that's as good as Chovy. Even their top side is not stronger than Dragon. It's not just all about laning, though. That's that's the thing. I mean, if you look at it, it came down to whoever won the lanes and ended up winning. Like, whoever won the early game ended up winning for the most part. Besides LGD's game, too, that seemed to be the the statement. And whoever got the the pocket picks ended up winning. So do you think FlyQuest have a chance against Dragon X, then? Because by that logic, they aren't going to win shit. Most people are saying top at the least likely to drop a game, and Dragon X is the most likely. Dragon X again is solidified. Dragon X is the most likely to drop a game. They all they do is play around Chovy. Like that's, that's literally a one man show. Okay, so if you like, how's that at, not going to be exploited though? How's that not going to be exploited? Explain how they can exploit Chovy. If you ban if you him out and you stabilize how, his aggression, how do you ban him? Tell me five bans. Even if you ban five times against him, tell me five bans. I will take and, off LeBlanc. I will take off Syndra. I will take out Twisted Fate. I will take out. The block, Syndra, Twisted Fate. I'll take out Zoe. 
and who else was in the mid in, in the mid mid lane for him that they, that he likes to play? Or I'll, I'll, I'll take out Oriana then. No, he just, he likes to play a Kali too. He's been actually spamming a Kali in solo queue. So Fuck. now you just named off six characters. They can't ban out. They can bait the sixth one, but he can't play. Can only play Oriana out of that group that you if just you, stated. The way that T one used to beat Chovy in their finals, were they were they able to stabilize Chovy's aggression? All you have to do is get him into a position. Bait him into ideal ideologies and more so i see actually no way this team is competent enough to do it the, the reason dragon x didn't drop many they can counter pick him easy they can't i, I they, they don't have a good enough laner in the mid lane to be able to counter pick jovi they, they just aren't good enough like he's not a good enough laner i take away like, silas from trophy too honestly i take away silas from him eight, eight champions you just named they get they, they no, because get remember they they can ban five but remember there's going to be mid bans towards power of evil too because power of evil is five plus his best player too no we're, we're talking and no and no man's too no man's is one of the no better man's, players too. No man's is just not that. Again, he's not. No man's is the worst mid laner in this group by far. I think there's a significant gap between him and the top three. It's like Knight, Chovy, and then there's Power of Evil, and then, then that's so crazy how No man's is so much weaker than Power of he's, Evil too. I, I do think there's a like again. I I really do think that Unicorn's Love did show a lot of like like talent when it came down to it, but I don't like. I think it like the reason that there is a play in stage where there is not. There is a there is a wild card team. Is not only did EU send a fourth seed, which is not something. I think even their third seeds have been pretty terrible. Not only did mm -hmm. that happen, but like not like Mad Lions was already looking weak at the end of the season. I just I don't see reason as to why you needed a fourth seed. They just weren't good enough. Like they they the top well, two teams. Well, a lot of people like to compare the strength of regions by the strength of the individual teams, and I I don't think that's true. Like I, some people people said that XL Esports would be first place in LCS. No, they're already a bad team for a reason. So you're that like that, that that's just a fact people need to realize. If they're already a bad team, then how would they do better over here? That that's not going to transition or transition over, and that's just a weird, stupid hindsight mentality people like to use. If you're already bad. I don't think transitioning that team into another place when there's already pretty decently established teams. I know people like, like to rag on like NA, but do people really think XL Esports would do good here? I don't think so. I think they're garbage. I mean, they're trash. Right now, the fourth best team out of EU came into the play-ins as was significantly worse than third seed from NA. So you'd have to compare the third seed from NA to third seed of EU. But I think when with the, the really the direct correlation, like the jump that EU usually takes, is the second seed. That's when they start being the super massive. And again, the reason I didn't really well, care. The thing was, remember how like NA was getting blasted by everybody? I'm, I don't know. I I think the flame is warranted, but that's but that's how I think it was. You know, I think that if you go into uh, before Pickums even were were obviously when people were you know picking out uh, the teams for play-ins, where they had like Mad Lions first, and then they also have you know um, Team Liquid second. People got to factor in. Like, NA does have good players, and they can do good things, too. But people were saying, no, NA's gameplay was so bad, there was no hope for them. That's not true. That's just actually not true. Like, so oh, hey, John. Big... Oh, it's Khan. Hi, Khan. How you doing, bro? So I, will, I will point out the highs Mad Lions reached. We're looking at that, and a lot of people compare that to what they think they're going to bring to but the table. Mad Lions for... fell off, though. People don't... Mad yeah. Lions fell off. Horribly. They were playing garbage. They looked moderately capable in the. Uh, no, what's it called they series? played really bad. They played you don't bad. Know what series I'm talking about? What series? Which one? The Shaka one or the Rogue one? 
I was talking about the Schalke one. Specifically, they looked moderately competent in that one. But again, the reason that Mad Lions wasn't able to pull it together, if you look at their picks, they started picking Orient Arome, started like kind of tank carries, and they started picking Jacks, right? supportive, supportive ADs. And again, there is absolutely no reason to keep doing this. It is a proven fact. Maybe it's working in, in scrims, but there's no reason to continually bring it to the stage when it's an it's a proven fact that he can't keep up. Uh, you got Gen G and LGD. I have LGD in last place in that group. Oh, LGD. yes. So before we, we go to our to the world pay pickums, uh, yeah, like so I, I want to do a little bit of a, a, a tiny little topic of NA being dashed. I I think the NA flame is warranted, but going as far to say XL Esports and SK Gaming, who are clearly not good teams, would be like first place here is just disrespect. I think that's stupid. That is just plainly stupid. I will never get behind that. They're just bad, and they're bad for a reason. No, no, it's just, you know, because a lot of people in the community were flaming North America, and they said that TL would would, would get, like, shit-stomped. I mean, factor this in. If you want to take it to a certain point, Mad Lions has never had a player to Worlds besides Humanoid. TL have veteran players who are literally superstars in their roles. Like, did people really think Mad Lions were going to beat them to a certain part? I did, because I thought their play style was better than Team Liquid's. I also said that Team Liquid, if they stabilized Mad Lions' play style, they would win. I did say that. I so, think stabilization is, is such a such that's a what they do point. though. Yeah, stabilization. They do, it's not stabilization. They they just fought. They continually lose the game until they're winning. That's how Team Liquid works. Not, they, they they don't really lose though. They, they just don't do make it. mistakes. They, they do they, make mistakes. They they go down three to five kills and then they win the game because the enemy team makes. That's not makes exactly mistakes. mistakes. That's exactly. The kills don't really matter. What matters? They do is the matter. Turret. What's but the team? No. What matters is the dragons and the turret plates. That's what matters. They, you can down five kills. But if I have three dragons, I still have a chance of winning the game, though. If you have two dragons and you're down five kills, you're losing the game because early dragons give like the only reason early dragons exist and why they're prioritized is because they get you to that early game. Their dragon soul, like they have, like singular dragons have almost no beneficial stats. They're they're really insignificant in the larger margin in comparison to anything else. Like just even the BF sword, like a, a long sword, is almost identical to the amount of damage you would be able to get inside of a inside mm -hmm. of a singular infernal drake and just like a one specific one like there is almost no beneficial stats in the early game to if you prioritize two early dragons but the enemy team gets the rift herald like like and then they able like with the amount of damn like the uh gold they're able to get from that early game they're able to push into the uh in like a, a significant gold lead they're able to push into getting like significant amounts of uh like vision around the dragon with the amount of gold you have, they can't contest that anymore. They can get us like the only thing you can hope for is they get steals. But off. what about, but what about the teams that prioritize Pretty diving team. top? Because the meta is all about getting your jungler and diving top as fast as you can to put that top laner behind. And if that top laner is a weak side top laner, they're getting shoved in. Team Liquid win the games when they get early game. No, actually, like again, they they lost a lot of like in, in NA specifically. I don't think they did it really that much inside of the uh, play-ins, but NA specifically, the way Team Liquid work is wow. This team is like Team Liquid is like kind of staggering behind, and all of a sudden, one person would die on the enemy team, and Team Liquid would win the game because again, they know how to close out a game. If they get a lead, they know how to close out a game, and I'll give Team Liquid credit for that. They know how to capitalize on mistakes from the enemy team, but uh. I, I don't think that Team Liquid's playstyle is like if Top Esports gets a kill, like now you have you have Knight with a with an extra amp tone or something like that, and he kills the back line <laughs> and there's nothing you can do. They're not gonna be able to do this against the, the top team. Like again, they're not gonna be playing. Like I don't, oh, I don't sure. expect these well, teams he, to play, Well, I was just going over NA because I thought the NA flame was just unnecessary, but I, I do think it was 
It was warranted. It was, I think it was warranted, but I, I think EU Flynn was also warranted. Like, people are taking G2 and Fnatic's accomplishments at Worlds and other international events, and that and they think that means it for the whole region. It doesn't. It really does not mean it for the whole region, though. If Fly beats top, again, if top is... is if Fly is, beats top cool, esports, right? I'm going to go outside and backflip butt naked off that bridge that I live in. inconsistency. Like, again, top esports specific play style is inconsistent against, like, bad. Like, again, I could see them dropping into fast teams, and that's something they're they're, they're moderately known for. Like, their individual play might be too much for a team like FlyQuest to handle, but, uh, like, Power Eagle on a good pick, and FlyQuest, I mean, at top esports, getting the not only, like, inconsistent, like, worse matchups, but like not getting the uh, proper like what's it called they get a bad read on the meta and they uh walk in there with a very significant gold depth like deficit in the early game tommy sports is 90 percent of the time going to win against FlyQuest, but there are significant like there are situations where top can throw the game just purely based off of just un like improperly playing the early game like they're going to aggressively die they're going to do all these things and if they do it improperly they're going to lose the game the only game they really won from behind was the C9 game when they threw. Usually, TL only wins if they get ahead in lane phase. Love is probably going to get last in their play, like in their group. You were giving a little bit too much credit, like Ian. I, don't I think they have good things. You're always downplaying the good things they do do versus the bad things that occur before that. I think they do have good things about them, but okay. it's like you're banking on it actually happening, so you're actually thinking, like, okay, if, if their good things don't happen, they're actually probably going to lose most just, of their games. Individual player-wise, they're outmatched by pretty much every team, and that's the big problem with it. The reason they were able to push the advantages, again, the way they get it is they push early game advantages, they force team, like, they they get the early game lead, they're able to get snowball that into transitioning into getting dragons, and then they force into a lane and try and get their, like, and they... As they group into a lane, they force the enemy team to team fight them and against better teams, which is pretty much, in my opinion, everybody else in the the other in this group is better than them individual wise. They're gonna get out team fight because that's they, they don't set up properly for it. they they kind of put vision around it, but they try and force how is Unicorn better than Fly? We have no idea. I mean, there are a lot of people who believe that again. Unicorns of Love is faster paced than Fly Team Liquid. They beat LGD pretty convincingly. LGD beat themselves almost the entire time. Like they, this. Is, like, again, LGD looked pr really terrible in the beginning of the playing stage, and they looked a lot better towards the end. But, again, I still I think LGD is uh, going to get last place in their group. I don't think they're that good of a team. There are a lot of massive weaknesses in their play style. Like, they almost lost game two against uh, Legacy. Isn't about their individual – no, I agree. They force – they do – they go and they, they kind of get the early game leads by going around the map uh, in, in little – They know they know how to play off their their, their champions' objective look, timers really well when watch, they want to team fight. If you look – if you watch around the map and you look at a lot of their games, a lot of their, like, kind of wins are one off the bat of them grouping and then forcing a team fight after that. Santorin to get going. When Santorin stalls, FlyQuest falls apart. Um yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Santorin is, is the big... The reason, like, they're Would able... Would you say that Anatik is a better jungler than Santorin? No. I mean, I, I don't think any... Like, Santorin is really good I think Gadget. I think Gadget is better than Wild Turtle, but I, 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 I think that... that I agree. I, but that's all they got. That That's really all they got, though. It's it's I, not I, about I, individual players. I agree with that. But even their, their play style is fundamentally flawed when they're significantly at a gap, talent-wise. Like, they've never... How many players besides maybe LGD have they beat where they're significantly outmatched player wise? Like even to in their fair, region, like even when they were losing, even when LGD were losing, they were never really losing laning or like at a certain part where it's just they got clobbered. 
I mean, look at Mad Lions. Like, they, they, in game five against, uh, what's it called? He got five mid lane bans against him because he's the only relevant player on this team. No one else besides him was really making an effort to win these games. And that's really Ooh. disappointing for me. All right, guys, since you're all here, there's some people here that I actually know pretty well. You guys are all cool. Let's go to my pickums, guys. Let's go to my pickums. No, normally, I do this as a, you know, a solo video, but, you know, it's time to do this with you guys. Let's do this. My world's 2020 pickums will happen. What's the screen too? There we go. Allow. These are my pickums. Make your pickums. Let's go. Doing this stuff live. All right. Let's start with the G2 is my favorite, but I know they're not going to win the world. So I'll, I'll say G2 for last. Let's do group D since we're already talking about unicorns of love. All right. So I, I think this is a no brainer. Their top esports are like, you know, one of the best teams in the world. Uh, you have Knight. So that's pretty much the, if they don't get first place, that is a disappointment. This is my problem here. I, I think Dragonex pretty much will edge it out. I, I don't see a world where FlyQuest actually take down Dragonex. Only during maybe if Chovy doesn't have a good game. But I, I, I do see Dragonex beating FlyQuest. And you know what? I could see it going both ways. Maybe FlyQuest do beat them one time. But I think that like if you have to go into a tiebreaker situation, I think Dragonex would win. But I, I do think Dragonex will struggle. I, I want to preference that. I do think they're a one-man show team. If so. Defter, because it's basically, well, it's kind of a two-man show team. If Defter and Chobi don't really get the team to a certain part of the game, they're just not really going to do well. But I think they're better players than FlyQuest and Unicorns of Love, so that's kind of what's going to put them over the edge at certain moments. Uh, so I'm going to have FlyQuest at third, Unicorns of Love at fourth. Um, Leagues the, delete, like, the, the comment right there. Leagues the team game, though. Look at last year's. The, the reason that FPX actually didn't make this Worlds is because the the, the meta that was more team fight or and, and kind of mid to jungle centric has kind of shifted with the like the addition of how important the early game dragons to early game rift heralds are now. Like there was there and honestly, I think that FPX wasn't able to make Worlds because now there's there's more like again the game went back to lightning. What, what the, ADC, the ADC. I'm trying to remember his name. Oh, LWX. LWX was actually not that great last year, even though he went undefeated. They were able to win purely around getting these early game leads within roaming mid and jungle and then able to transition it into a team fight where he's not able to get really collapsed on because, again, the rest of his team's too far ahead. But if you look at, like, th this was actually more exploited this year because the, the, the importance of individual players is quite a bit more important at this point in time. They don't focus the bot side anymore. It's more so centralized around. A lot of teams are trying to transition around the map now. Like, Apex is quite a bit worse than they were last year, but their their fundamental team is, and, and the way they play the game is still identically the same almost. Like, it wasn't as successful as as a way as a strategy of to play the game anymore. And I do think individual players, in, specifically in the, AD, like, uh, not the ADC, the, uh, the mid lane and stuff are, are significantly more important than they were this year. And again, Ooh. because there's going to be more skirmishes than there were before. A lot of teams are transitioning into more of a skirmish like going into team fighting comps in the in the early to mid game. Like there's not too many players that you'll see where they're all late game and stuff. Cassidy usually a late pick, late game scale like a like like oriented. You pick this to kind of guarantee you have a late game. But if you look at like a lot of comps, they have these these kind of other characters. Like if you look at uh, LGDs in game two, they have Nidalee and like a what like a, what's his name Nidalee and a cat like. A, Camille to kind of guarantee they're able to do something in the early game. Legacy just chose not to do anything. Like you're not going to get too many situations where you see like, 
like like the stream. You're not gonna get any like too many situations where you see straight up like a what's it called? Situations like where you see um like early game mid to jungle kind of situations where they kind of force like uh where they're able to take advantage of these situations because you see a lot more teams drafting towards this early to mid game kind of like thing. Like, and I don't think, I do think Unicorns of Love as a team is actually pretty decent at it, but they're just not that great at closing out games. I do think they're going to take advantage of the early game situations. They actually will get a lot of leads, but I don't think they're individually good enough to, like, n like individually good as, as a team to be able to close out the game on top of the fact they're not that coordinated when it comes to closing out. They're just really good at getting the leads. And again, if you look at it, again, how many teams did they close out the game on and really get gigantic leads where they're significantly worse than their counterparts? Like they're, they're in, in the games? Russia, they were they were significantly better in most matchups with, with a lot of their players. And what's it called? Uh, in in the yeah. group stages, they lost to get like a lot of their teams when they when they matched up against PSG, they were just outmatched. They were able to get the early oh, lead. Wait, the, the Kyber game when they threw that one? Yeah, they, they were winning most of that. Yeah, but they didn't properly like they tried to force a team fight in the top side. They grouped as a team and they improperly played the team fight and they like, they smashed they I think they smashed LGD pretty accordingly. Well, no, once it got to like, the dragon part. We're talking once about it, LGD, yeah, LGD. yeah, oh yeah. I was trying to preface once they got to the dragon part because that lady face was atrocious. Like again, they are able to play as a team or in the early game coordinate like coordinated, but they're not able to transition into mid to late game properly. And I think that's actually a weaker version of what team TSM does. That's why I think they're just that's essentially what I would compare them to. They're it, the mid to late game actually falls off significantly. And if they don't close it out before then their shot calling kind of shines through and you see why they're such a like kind of weak team in general. I do think they uh, you, you do... wanna you wanna go to your pickums now? No, I'm, I'm trying to like I'm trying to Fair away. I don't have to do it to that way. It's okay. Let's have it there. All right. Um. So, am I wrong in Group D to put unicorns? Am I? It's just like I don't know. I, I can think see, this is fine. I think they're gonna the have world, a chance. I think, no, I the think they're gonna get. Oh, sorry. Go. I don't know. There's. I. Freak. I, I don't know. Am I underrating them? Am I underrating unicorns of love based on what I saw? Because to be fair, they're they're playing against better competition in the group stage. These, like Knight and Chovy are way more different than the, the players than they had to face before. And, and that goes for all their roles. And that even goes for team fighting, objective control, map awareness, all that. Playing off uh, champion timers, playing off your win conditions. All this stuff is different now. Like, you're not playing up against teams like Rainbow Seven. And teams like V3 Esports, like that, just don't know how to do anything, you know. But I could see a world where this happens. I, I think I don't know. I'll be cool with this, right? I now. could say they could get an early game lead against any of these. Oh, what teams if I troll? What, what if I do this? <laughs> it's not trolling. That's the you could do fly quest corners love. I think they're interchangeable depending on how you uh, like. A, okay, I see what you're saying about trolling now. <laughs> hey man, oh, I'm, I'm just saying. They could get an early game lead against any of these teams, whether or not they can close what them if out. I want to be big bold. What if I want to be bold and put FlyQuest at second place you got in the group? <laughs> like, do you see a world where FlyQuest does beat I could see Dragon a X. world where Dragon X is so bad and so improperly <laughs> reading the meta because they're like they're going to lose a lot of these early games against all of these teams because all of them are faster. But they don't lose Dragon early X. game because they had Chovy, essentially. Well, no, Chovy is the identifying. He's so good that it doesn't matter, but... All of these teams are faster paced than Dragon X. Every single one of the teams in this group are fast paced. FlyQuest are not fast paced. They 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 scale. So if you're you, playing you, a no, world class scaling you, team. You're playing a world class if, scaling team versus FlyQuest is still I I believe their game time is still significantly faster than uh 
Dragon Nexus, and they still try to make early game objective controlled plays. If you look at that, like they are still faster paced than Dragon X. Dragon X. What if I have? Because <laughs> I, I want to be a little bit of spice in there. Like I don't want to be that stand that's like you know, oh yeah, it, this is what's gonna happen and blah blah blah. I want to try and give spice. Give objective based reasons as to why you think these teams can. Like Dragon X could literally get last place if if we talk about their their play style being poor. But Unicorns of Love, I think. But oh, fair, are they are they actually slower than Dragon? I thought Dragon X was slower than them. That's my bad then. Mm, I think I mean Unicorns of Love and FlyQuest I think are faster than Dragon X because they do want to no, make things happen. I mean if if they're but, uh, I do think they they object like they kind of prioritize objectives more than Dragon X, but Dragon X again, like they they are an objective based team who can actually close down. Like mm -hmm. I can see why they are faster. I just assumed. I didn't actually look at the stats on that one. That's my bad. I I, but, uh, I think Unicorns of Love can play spoiler. From what I saw, I think they can. But the issue here is, is that enough to take down Dragon X? I don't think so. I just don't think so. And the way I saw Nomads get dumpstered by fucking Chie, imagine what happens with Knight and Chovy. Like, I, I just I just can't see that not transitioning into in something that's really, really bad, you know? But FlyQuest, there's a world where I could see FlyQuest taking out Unicorns of Love 2-0. I, I could see it happening just 2-0 straight beating them. Because, like, if FlyQuest are able to stable off Unicorns of Love's early game aggression, I think they win it because I think FlyQuest are more of a budget TL with budget. slightly slightly were, worse players. They were better this season than Team Liquid. What? Wait, which wait, were they? FlyQuest was literally second place and they they that's the reason they're in team. play in, in Team Liquid, yes. They were literally in play FlyQuest because didn't, they, I mean Team Liquid They beat Team Liquid. <laughs> I don't know. Team Liquid FlyQuest again, beat Cloud 9. What are you talking about? FlyQuest we're talking about FlyQuest beat FlyQuest beat. Cloud 9. Team Liquid faced TSM. And beat them in the early game, and then they... TSM beat... TSM beat FlyQuest. TSM... TSM literally beat Cloud9 in the losings. Like, in the losers bracket. Remember, Team Liquid no, no, no. had to... You, you no, 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 listen, FlyQuest had to play... Uh, the, the, the finals going into... The semifinals for the winner's match, it was Team Liquid versus FlyQuest. The loser of that had to play the winner between Cloud9 and TSM. Right? You, yes, that's, that's how it worked. They, they, FlyQuest beat Team Liquid this season. Mm -hmm. In in like based on remember we were all did FlyQuest beat TL in a, be, a, a best of five in the, the do I need to I'll past twenty two hour split yes pull up the bracket right now that's, that's literally how it worked what the fuck hold on yes. maybe I forgot yeah because it, the winner of team TSM versus Cloud Nine was out and like I, the loser of it was out remember and the winner had to face FlyQuest in the in the what's it called so that would literally I like literally mean they had to play each other like. Like, I think Team Liquid is actually better all around. But FlyQuest highs can really work really well for them because Ignar, on his good days, is a really good support. It's just inconsistencies that I think would make them worse than Team Liquid. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, I don't know. I think I think, I think Unicorns of Love can play spoiler. I think people are just looking at laning phase and just dictating that all about their team, though. I, I don't like, I don't disagree with that. I just think that they f try and force team fights into a bunch of teams that are better at team fighting. But that's you. but that's the thing, though. You you have a team forcing something, and you have a team doing nothing. That's gonna have a that's gonna be a disconnect okay. right there. I just want to say, how many times did they beat a team that is significantly better than them? And right. I would say, but maybe that would mean OGD. that FlyQuest would automatically. I mean, that means you're saying that FlyQuest. I'm saying Unicorns of Love, Love was, in my opinion. The only time I thought they were going to lose was against LGD and against uh, and against Supermassive, which actually surprised me. Again, I didn't expect that, but they were actually a significantly faster-paced team, and Supermassive had no answers to it. On top of the fact that Supermassive was completely out. I mean, they played fast in their BO5 against Supermassive. They they played pretty well overall. Yeah. 
Mm. I think Unicorns of Love can play spoiler. I think they can. Let's go to Group C. Group C. Genji. Oh, this one's fuck. This is actually... This is... Arguably, this year has, like, two group of deaths. Like, these two right here. Maybe three if you're counting in this one, too. But... I don't think Group C is all at all is a group of death. I think all of these teams can well, be yeah. Well, that, that, that's the thing, though, Jif. A team that it's literally so volatile that you can see it going either way with any team, though. I'm going to keep Genji right here. I think they're, they're the strongest team in this group going in. That's the problem, though. It's everybody else. That's the problem. Everybody um, else. I think, again, let, let's think about this right now. I think Fnatic is actually inconsistent. On their highs, I think they're going to get second place, but their lows is the big problem. And I think the inconsistency is the thing that I, I don't know actually where I could put them. They can go for anywhere from second to, second to fourth, I think. And honestly, like really it, their grasp of the meta EU is it really like identified that Korea really doesn't uh, adapt as fast as the rest of the regions. They're just really good at mastering things. And, are, are, and plus, really Fnatic only played through self-made though. Like if, if we're talking about a one man show, Fnatic is a one man show. Yeah. I mean, they never, literally are. Nemesis is either somebody who can duel the best of like the best West can <laughs> offer, or he's somebody who's going to be a liability. Hill is saying is just either hit or miss, and it's it's really inconsistencies. I think that Fnatic could easily get second place in this group, and really could take a game off Gen G if we say anything. But uh, it, it really comes down to whether or not they can play at the level. I really don't think LGD play. were that great. No, I put LGD at last place. I really do think they're the significantly the worst player in this team. Is like, this crazy? I, is this no, crazy? No. I think TSM is probably going to be the one that gets out, in my opinion. I think TSM probably I, looks Man, what, the day where I'm rooting for TSM, fuck, I think man. the reason that I think TSM will get out of this group is because, again, inconsistency on Fnatic's part. I think TSM is going Wait to play at their bad... Peanut? Well, hold on. Self-made and Peanut versus Spica? No, it doesn't matter. It's not about jungling right. at this point in time. I do think that the, Spica has really stepped it up. You have to give him credit. I think in... I don't think it's better than... He was never better than self not, all year. He's not better than either one of them. That's not what I'm saying. I think that it's significantly to the point where I think that he's just going to be that team fight oriented, just a like a better version of Brox at this point, where I think that he's actually going to pretty much be that person that is able to make plays in team fights but has no impact in the early game. And he's really like, – that's all you need him for at this point. LGD is going to come out strong. You guys are falling. No, no. They, they didn't – they actually – again, if we look at LGD – the reason that I actually don't like, I actually, I already went over the LGD versus L LC like uh, Legacy. I really did think that they played terribly and they weren't punished because Legacy is a terrible team. But uh, again, if we come like, I, I don't really like. Do I? Yeah, I don't think I should go over that again. Should I? Go over like, what? Over the the LGD versus L LGC kind of series. Well, what about the games that they lost in play? I mean, like they did stop the other games that wasn't that game two from the uh, Oceanic team. I, I really, again, I think you're, like, I, I really don't want to undersell TSM because I think the significant gap, like, TSM can't beat Fnatic at best such a big gap, like, There's such a big gap between Langex, the bot lane, and Shea, and, and Shea can match, match Bjergsen. She, no, the, the problem with, okay, the big thing about it is obviously LGD was better than everybody in the play-ins, but they still lost. The reason for that in the best of ones is because that, their playstyle is so terrible at actually mastering objective control, and that's not something TSM goes for. TSM is literally just going to go for high, high octane, fast, aggressive plays, and that's something they really struggled against against Unicorns of Love, and it's against better players, in my opinion, this time. Um, I think if I had to pick anything, I really don't think if, if 
Brioxen gets ahead, there's not going to be an answer to him. He's been pulling out of his mind recently. He really can take over games. And but I, that's I, the I, thing, though. Playing up against LG, Bjergsen will, will just get stopped. That's the I, thing. I, well, we'll see about that. I mean, again, I don't and think she... And if TSS players get stopped, they don't really do much. They kind of just getting Xing is really getting oversold a little bit now. I do think he's a good player. I don't think he is a world-class mid laner. I don't think he's that good. I, I think GA is a good good mid laner, though. Over the years, G2 and almost lost in planes when they went to semis. I think LG... I mean, it's possible. There, there, there's a lot of possibilities. There's a lot of ways this Worlds can play out. I'm really going based off of what I saw in planes. I really... Well, that's what we saw. Use... And that's the thing, though. That's We saw them fundamentally struggle in, in best of ones. Yeah, so is it, is it hard to say they would struggle in another set of best I mean, of ones against We could say teams? they got their, their, their jitters out in the play-ins, but we'll see what happens. I just want to say my objective, what I think based off how they played, I really do think they're going to struggle in this series because, again, if we go, if it goes down to it, they really do have it. They, they were out, like, honestly, I feel like they were out drafted for the most part inside of every single game, inside of LGC's kind of thing. And that's really something TSM struggles with. They do really do have a bad... Uh, like drafting system, and that's one of the weaknesses that I don't think LGD is going to You know what? Play. You know what's funny? Fnatic has always made it out of groups, except for 2014 Worlds. Except for I that mean, Worlds, they've always made it at group stage. They've always yeah. managed to pull it together. I don't want to use past precedences. Like, I mean, yeah, because at yeah, one point they won't be able to. I but, think Genji is the, the probably 100% going to get first place, but everybody else is kind of like anybody could get second place. I do think TSM is based off their most recent performance. I do think TSM is going to get second place. Plans win every lane. Round round, taking bad for it. Poor vision. They cleaned. That Well, no. the big like If we look at the game two specifically, that is the one where I want to identify the biggest weaknesses. They had a team fight oriented team. Like, a team, like again, their big thing about it is they drafted Nidalee to kind of match the aggression that uh, El, like El, like Legacy could put out because they didn't have an answer because they drafted Cassid and a lot of losing lanes. But Legacy never took advantage of that. Legacy really just focused on objectives, which LGD never took it, like, actually had to contest. Just what I have LGD. here so far. And then, like, game three, is this really that crazy for me to say? Are you, no, you no, think no. no, no, no. This is what I have here so far for the group. I have here. I thought you had to hear. Oh. I just see LGC. LGC uh, no, I mean, I, I don't agree with that. I think Kramer and Tucson, uh, not Kramer, Tucson, Jesus. Uh, Kramer, Kramer and Mark. Mark, Mark not that great of a bot lane, but Kramer as an individual player is good. He's a good player. I do think he dishes out a lot of damage. I don't think she is better than Bjergsen. I disagree with that. I do think she actually loses that matchup. And, I don't uh, think he does. Lingex, I think she just stabilizes Bjergsen. I think he'll just destroy him, honestly. I don't agree with that. I still think Bjergsen, she is. If Bjergsen gets shut down by Shie, I don't see anything about TSN that'll make them beat LGD. Tell me, tell me what you can shut down about a, a TF. You have to ban TF. I think that they'll ban TF and Bjergsen. They'll ban TF. They'll ban Zillion. They'll ban Syndra. What else is he going to play? He plays a million other champions that I think he's incredible. But he doesn't have that. The impact is lessened. Impact impact is lessened. I agree with that. Bjergsen is not. I I disagree with that completely. He's not only. That's just the one you see the best out of him. That's those. That's like saying uh, back in season four that Faker was a LeBlanc only player because that's the one you had to constantly ban. Like. Um, they've shown Cassidy bullies TF and Lane. Yeah, so does Fizz. I mean, I mean like, do you see Peanut? Not, like, do you see Peanut? I don't do see, see them Peanut? letting Cassidy through the banning phase. Even even TSM won't do that. I mean, she has really only impressed me massively. Like, not even massively on on Cassidy this year. He's not really been that impressive recently. I think that LGD is probably going to struggle in this 
because again, I, I really do think people are overhyping. Like she is still the same she we saw years ago. He's not significantly better. He is slightly better. But I um, think that if you're comparing the two, I think Bjergsen is like a nine. If you want to compare on a scale, I think it's been? like maybe it's. 55-45 at that point? Okay, so the, the, the first band or rotations, I think Oriana is going to fall out completely. I don't think Oriana is going to stay as a first band rotation inside of this play-ins. There's going to be Orn and Graves that are going to be probably perma-band. Lilia is going to be picked by the enemy team, but, I mean, it's not something, what's his name, that uh, we're really going to, like, he, he. I don't think that Spick is really good at that. I do think he prefers the set and other Graves and I kind of situational characters like that. Let's say it comes out of this. Let's say it comes out of this. Let's say it comes up to a tiebreaker game. Do you see Bjergsen blind picking Cassidin? Him being confident enough to play Cassidin? Or does he take TA? I, or I actually think if it came up to a tiebreaker situation, LGD would beat them based off drafting phase alone. Because drafting I think, phase is the weakest part of it. I mean, LGD was outdrafted no, no, no. every single game. And... I, I'm not, not, not specific, specifically the whole thing. I'm talking about just the mid lane. I think that Bjergsen will want to have the safe pick, while Shie will be – I think he'll be confident enough to take the Cassidy or the TF to take over the game in a tiebreaker game. I don't I'm see Bjergsen taking enough that openings. pick. You don't see him taking that pick. I don't like, – my big thing about it – It didn't happen I in other tiebreaker years. It didn't happen yeah. then. Yeah, because he wasn't as strong back then. There was like three straight was, seasons where Cassidy was terrible. No, but, no, no. Uh, like in the tiebreaker games they lost – that in the past with Bjergsen, he didn't take that pick that took over the game. He just picked like Zillion and Oriana. Zillion does take over the game for him, to be fair. And Oriana, but it didn't against the better players, though. That's it. Didn't uh, against Wait, the better players, though. About? Crown. Crown was a better player than. Well, not, well, not, not Crown. Crown. Freaking not Crown. hell, Zillion. It was a Shahu. Crown was a better player back then. It was Shahu in the, in the tiebreaker RNG match, and it's Power of Evil on this thing. Is, I don't think she is a better stuck. player than him. I think she is I not a better player actually. I think it's it, might even, be, it might be even. I do think Bjergsen, as his current form, is better than GA, though. And that's the big thing I'm going for. Strong laners, team fight like TSM. Yeah, I mean, this guy is wrong on the outdrafting comment. There's no way TSM doesn't first pick TF, ban Casting in first play. If they don't ban TF, then LGD will pick it, and TSM suck versus TF. I mean, possibly. There's a possibility that, I mean, they're, they're obviously going to get their own first side weakness I'm phase on that. I mean, they could ban Casting and TF, and I still think he has a pretty solid. But that just means that LGD is probably going to ban the Zillion. I do think that he has a significant. Again, I think laning wise, he's still really good at pretty much every other character. I think his Singer is really good still. His Oriana is good. But that's the There's thing lot, about TSM like, is that people are only going to focus on Bjergsen. Like they're, I don't think the this other is the players. Big matchup. The, the big yeah. matchup that matters the most is this one. I think that. No, but like everyone else is more important too because this meta is all about playing towards top side and diving top side. Do you really yeah, think Broken Blade will beat up? Like, do you think I don't Broken even know Blade if that's 100% sure if they lost every single game without TF Brazilian. I mean, I think that's the one where they completely took over the game. Do I think Broken Blade will beat TF? It's not about beating at this point in time. It's about just un like coordinated dives in the top lane. Laning-wise, almost doesn't matter anymore, or the shy would be at Worlds right now. Oh, yeah, guys, yeah. we're not fighting. We do this all the time. This happens literally off-camera all the time. Bad. No, 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 I'm just letting people know, like, because there are a few, like, no, I think the big thing about it is if we saw strong laning top laners to completely take over the game, TSM's most important thing is Spica and Broken Blade. Spica's really stepped it up. I still think he's a terrible jungler, but he's less of a terrible jungler. And Broken Blade has really... He's going to be Peanut? Broken Peanut's been playing bad, but he's not as bad as Spica. Laning like, phase is still all that matters. I said in, in like individual player-wise, they they still matter. I, I didn't say laning-wise specifically. I, I'm confused. I, I specifically said their individual talent, did I not? I might not have. I don't know. 
this is what All I got right. here so far. Like, the thing with me right now is that I think people only focus on Beerson when you're mentioning TSM. The issue here is that's the LGD of other parts you can play through from effectively. I, I was specifically talking about mid lane because it's the most impactful. I could not, it's but, I, but, I, but I think that you got to take that factor in that if Shea does stabilize Bjergsen and makes and makes his impact not effective, who else can TSM really play through to really exploit LGD? I mean, I like, think TSM is really oriented around first, like, early game aggressive plays, and I think LGD is also going to do that. But, uh, again, the, the, the thing about this is neither one of these teams prioritize Dragons, which is kind of weird for me. Like, I'm not sure TSM, who's going to yeah. be taking that. I mean, if you're going by objectives, I would say TSM LGD. Is always, well, probably LGD is probably the better one. And objectives, Spica, yeah. Yes, Spica was uh, TSM's MVP during the, the finals. I think he's been one of the weakest points till that like, specific point. In the playoffs specifically, he steps it up to like drastic. I think I'll yeah. leave. I, I I think I'll leave it like this. I mean, but I could see this happening too. I I, I think mean, LGD should a lot of good cards. Fnatic on a good day is really good. I I think that we really are. You want to see this thing? Do you want to see that? I uh, know. I just I think that I just want to take in consideration that it can go anyway. I think any right. of these teams. This is what you want. Advice. I know what he wants, guys. Don't worry. I know what he wants. There you go. Elgin Genji dropped out of groups before. <laughs> Oh god! All right, so look, that's enough of this group. Um, it's just it's just the hard one right here. It's either these two. Uh, I'll leave a lot like this. All right, Group B: Rogue, JDG, PS. I mean, this one's pretty easy for me. This one's pretty easy. I think Dam One are better than Top Esports actually. Uh, I think Dam One top. I mean Dam One, JDG. Then the, the the last two are kind of hard for me. I think PSG. I the, the, the three thing that would kind of sell me on PG, PSG not making is because their two best players are not going to be inside of the play-ins. I don't yeah, think... Yeah, and you also got to factor in it. It's subs. The subs won in those yeah. games. Now yeah, you have to kind of factor in they're playing with players. the real roster. Yeah. I, so, think that, I, I think that one's pretty straightforward. I mean, I, I think the, the big Rogue can, Rogue, is, Rogue can play spoiler, maybe. Rogue can definitely play spoiler. They really... Like, the problem they is that... JDG. Yeah, Rogue can JDG. such a, like, kind of... Like massive downgrade from the rest of the region, like the other teams. That I think he's going to be the reason as to why they can't play spoiler. But yeah. uh, again, it's not like they're bad all around. Again, they have a really good bot lane. I think that it is something they could they could rely on. They I think would, um, what's his name? Who's Rogue's mid laner? Larson. I think he can take. He can stabilize you. I don't know about stabilize Yagao. I think he can go even with Yagao. If Yagao and Kanavi, they don't really have the best synergy. And I think that Larson and Inspired have better synergy than those two. But I think the other parts of JDG just massively outstomp Rogue. Like the top lane, that's not even close for Finn. Finn's going to get curb stomped by these two. He's facing Naguri, and he's facing – because JDGs have what, Zoom, right? Or is he 369? I mean, JDG has Zoom. Yeah, they have Zoom. Mm. I'll be honest. I mean, I, I think it, it's really a toss-up for me. I think TS, like Top Esports and Damon really do have a similar play style. It's just I, I don't know – Who's, it's I, I who's that, a smarter team at aggressive play styles. I think Damwon is a little more coordinated, but t Top Esports might have the better. Let me think. I think Damwon have have the better um, grasp of how to play around a team fight. Like yeah. I don't know, I don't know. It's just, it, yeah, this is all difficult to really pick because I like to be accurate with my predictions. Though that's the thing, I like to be very accurate with all of them. Kind of like that year where I picked Cloud not at the group. <laughs> oh my lord! All right, so you have. My team here, G2 Esports, Team Liquid, Machi Esports, and Suning. This is bold, but I, I I think I'll be set on that one. The the first spot it will not be changing. I don't think G2 are getting first place in this group this year either. I think Suning is a great team. 
Because people have to factor this in. People are, all, are only looking at the last two best of five Sooning played. That is not an indicator of how strong they are. Because the other games in the regular season, when they played best of threes, they stopped anybody who didn't have a really world class. They stopped other teams who didn't have world class players. They kind of I'm, they kind of only lose to teams who are just better than them. But they are better than almost. They're better than almost half of their competition, honestly. I mean, I think G two is probably going to get first. Like again, Suning is a no, team that doesn't. not is, against a Chinese team. They play bad against Chinese teams. Especially I, I really them. don't want to go with that specific. Like I, I'm sure they've worked on something to be able to specifically master going like going against like Chinese teams. The big thing about it is Yankos, their strongest player. I do think is significantly outmatched by SOFM. SOFM. Significantly, mm-hmm. I would say that. I think the SFM is significantly better than him. I, I think, think if you want to take G2, like G2, because like Suning live and die by SOFM. He's their whole team. I mean, Angel is really good. I mean, the, 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 yeah, what's his name? What's the, I always say he's Huang Fong. Huang and Sword Huang Art. Fong is a really, actually really solid laner. They're always going to, like, he, he's just Kramer, like Kramer, but a better version of him, in my opinion. Like, in my opinion, he plays um, supportive, uh, what's it called? He plays supportive uh, ADCs really well, and it's really good for this team because they don't really focus around the bot side of the map. We see a lot of roaming supports around Sword Art. We sound SOFM kind of objective-based and more so centralized again, the meta centralized towards top side. They're going to get those early game dragons against G2 because G2 doesn't prioritize them as significantly as uh, Suning does. Suning is a very objective-based control. That's probably the most objective-based control team in the world. Am I underrating Team Liquid? Team Liquid... I hope G2 – like, I'd love for all of the Western teams to get out. That'd be incredibly fun. I just don't expect it. It's not something I do expect. Imagine, like, like all the Western teams get out and the Chinese teams just, like, collapse and you have a semi uh, a quarterfinals of, like, Team Liquid versus Rogue or some shit. <laughs> that's a shit festival world tonight. That's a terrible world. G2, again, G2 world. is not going to get stifled by this because their play style doesn't really it's, – it's more so gank-oriented, which is something that Suning doesn't actually 100% like focus on. I think that G two has one of the one of the few teams that I think they really do match kind of the top tier um, Eastern teams in in players because they have a lot of like individual wise all of their all of their players are world, like kind of superstars in their own region. Like Wonder's playing pretty well re- recently. Caps is still a pretty really solid player. I think that Perks was Perks with all that stuff that happened. I I understand why he played poorly. It's a really hard thing, but uh, Yankos again. I think that it's gonna it's gonna have to come down to Yankos actually stepping it back up because this is gonna be the deciding moment on whether or not uh, they're able to beat him because SOFM is the is the key part of this team. I don't think but that's he the is thing the- though. Like Sony live and die by SOFM. G two do don't live and die by a one specific player though. I don't that's want gonna- you to completely get so undersold on LGD. They did they did we're not as good specifically inside like they they were a lot better post like best of like best of ones i do think they played a lot better like a lot of their their weaknesses were short up but i guess oh, oh you're think... talking about ziak you're talking about his comment yeah yeah, yeah sorry i didn't i, I don't uh, I usually just kind of address them without actually saying their names i don't know for me i think there's a world where g2 gets first but i don't see it in in the way that like ben only lost to top laners like zoom the shy 369 i mean unless you're those three players his biggest competition is like what wonder I, I I think one wonder can take him on and beat him, but like at that point, like I just don't see this iteration of G two really having a, a getting a big massive lead against Suning. I, I think they're good enough to match G two at every single position, and then basically play their play style better. Honestly, 
I mean, their like, play style is... What do you mean their play style? Like, you know? I, I don't even see how, like, if you watched LPL and you watched Suning and you watched G2, I don't see how people can really put G2 over Suning. I just don't see it. I just don't see it based off all the games I've watched all year from these teams. It, and even, even just summer. Like, for, for summer, Suning were literally not as bad as we were making them out to be. They actually beat pretty much everybody except for teams that had world-class players like IG, sometimes FPX. Well, they, no, did, wait, Suning stomped FPX, didn't they? Personally, what? stomped them every single time. Like, Suning only really lost to teams with players like Rookie, players like Zoom, players like 369. That's it. So if you're not those type of players... Okay. I, I think Ben is a good player. I think individual-wise, he's... he's, he's Ability to lane is probably his best position. Again, as I've said before, like the laning top lane specifically. Again, there's a lot of gen like like gang centralized around the top side. You're not going to get as much like individual like or freedom to be able to just completely flex on them because there's going to be mass meta ganks in the meta that specifically right now for them to not be able to do anything about it. Like again, there are, the the individual player will usually shine through regardless, but there is going to be a lot less laning freedom that's going through top lane. It's, All it's right. Showing, it's showing. Oh. Playing specifically. Uh, all right, guys. This is what I got here so far. I'm locking this in. So, uh, group A, Suning, G2, Team Liquid, Bachi. I feel bad for TL because they did play better in the playing stage. Group B, Damwon, JDG, Rogue, PSG Challenge. Group C, G, LGD, TSM, Fnatic. Group D, Top, Dragon X, Unicorns of Love, and Fnatic. Uh, the only thing I'm leaning towards right now is potentially swapping Fnatic up here. But these teams are both inconsistent, so it's kind of just like either or. I could see a world where this is a thing too. I, I, I can really see it. think we're giving LGD too much credit. But how do y'all think Korea will do? They did not practice in the Chinese super server. Oh, but they're fine. They have their own Korean server, which is insanely good. <laughs> I think they're fine, dude. Honestly, yeah, they, I, heard, I heard about that. But they have their own great league server anyway, though. Their server is insanely well. Bless just yeah. me. I mean, I, I, there's, there's always inconsistencies, which I, I actually don't know how good every team's going to be doing. Like, is, is Damwon, who actually had their best player, get really had a very major medical issue? Is that going to make him play significantly right. worse? My changes have been saved. My pickums are in. Ah, oh, it's crazy. All right, okay, I'm good. I'm good on that. But I do want to pivot towards something different, which was one of the other parts of this, uh, which was the group stage, which it starts. This Saturday, right? It starts on the 3rd, which is on... When's the 3rd? The 3rd is... Yeah, Saturday. Okay. So, you have the opening matches. You have... My God, there's no pressure. There's FlyQuest versus Top Esports. That's the first match. Can FlyQuest upset Top Esports? <laughs> Holy crap. Like, if that's not pressure, I don't know what is. Like, if that's not pressure, that is like opening game i think if they lose this game they're probably not going to be making it out like or you, you can take it this way if they beat top esports they are in a good position to get out of the group that's two ways you can put it out there but i do I think mean, top esports beats them i i do want to point out again when, when it came down to the uh, rift rivals actually the most most successful team besides skt when they were kind of doing their little thing oh, I just want the, the mid -season dragon X, dragon x Whatever, whatever it's called. The Dragon X actually did play significantly well against the Chinese teams, which I do want to take into consideration. That specific play style seems to be moderately competent against them. Like usually the, the slower paced teams didn't do well in like the previous season, but it did seem to have a bounce back this season with JDG being the best team in China. And uh Dragon X doing moderately well. And we saw Team Liquid and FlyQuest, but that specific play style do well in uh in uh NA. 
Um, there's, mm -hmm. there's been a lot of place like teams and then origin moderately did well for a little bit until they fell off. Like there's been a lot of teams that have been playing this specific play style that have kind of bounced back in relevancy. And I think that's going to be something we have to take into consideration because that is specifically the play play style of a fly quest and uh, what's it called? FlyQuest and Dragon X, and I think that we're going to have to see whether or not this has been. We're, we're going to be able to see, based off, in my opinion, probably the Dragon X versus uh, Top Esports, if that's still kind of something the meta is going to be shaping around. But how? I, like, I I don't know. I think Dragon X. I I don't I don't see it okay, personally. Again. Like between FlyQuest and Top, you have Jackie Love Knight. I mean, like the only way FlyQuest win. Is if you exploit their bot lane. But top esports bot lane is exploitable if you play correctly and do specific things, right? But do you see a team like FlyQuest doing that? I just don't. I I, I just don't see them doing it. I I gotta go top esports on this one. Like I, mean, I, 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 I do think I do think if FlyQuest win this, they are in a good position to get out of the group. If you win this, you put yourself literally almost out of the group by that because that's a big win right there. So I'm going. Uh, top esports. I think there's a world where if top esports don't blow them out completely, I see FlyQuest having FlyQuest have a good late game. I could see them maybe winning late game. I, or... I think that the 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 player wise is such a difference in top esports. It might not matter matter. I I usually like to say that they would punish knights over aggressive tendencies, but I don't see that coming from FlyQuest honestly. All right, Dragon X versus Unicorns of Love. I mean, I. You're already, I don't see them winning either, but I'm I'm gonna hope they win and be glued to the screen rooting for I'm always gonna cheer for NA teams. Like I I'm I'm like there there is always a part of me that wants NA to like win just because I mean again, like it it, it is the uh the region that I'm featuring for. But again, at the same time I'd prefer if it didn't come off the back of somebody underperforming. It's not fun to watch a good a good team play poorly and then the the underdog be able to pull out. I mean, they could play poorly or you could just play that much better. You never that know. is just a hypothetical situation. I'll be able, like, it's not what you're giving. How would you know if they're? I mean, like when, when I see them better? playing, if I if I see them playing, you'll be able to tell whether they're playing well or not. I mean, there's there's there's, there's a, a, like an inference you can make based off of how like the, how the game's going and how they're. That's that's only something you would say for the like the Western teams. Like if that happened to our Chinese team. Would you say the same thing? It's not about that. It's about whether or not the, the players that I thought were going to play well played to the standard I expected of them. Like that, that, it's what you should be going for, and that's why I think Western teams are significantly worse. Is because their players and all these specific playstyles are never matched against the Eastern teams. It's not anything that I. It's not because of they played like because we've seen a lot of teams underperform, and then the people are given credit for beating them. When in reality, it, there's a lot of underperformance on the end. No, but team. what I'm saying is like. I mean, I, when, the thing, they, when, when saying, a certain Easter team wins, it's only because – well, when they lose, it's only because they played poorly. It wasn't because the other team was playing good either. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you can tell whether or not a team played poorly, and that's the big thing. You need to be able to tell yourself it, does, it doesn't come off of hypotheticals or anything. If you can't tell, there's not going to make a difference. Unicorns of Love versus Dragon X. You got Dragon X, don't you? I mean, I, I expect Dragon X – Unicorns of Love specifically matches up well against them, which is kind of weird to me. But I do think they actually match up well. But again, at the same time, Dragon X is going to be that team when they try and force their team fights in the mid lane. I do think Dragon X is going to be able to find inf like uh, little spots where they can get into the team fights and be able to get into them. Because again, they play around depth, and I think they don't really have an answer for depth. But again, Unicorns of Love is fast paced. They might be able to pull out a win against them. We'll just see if that actually happens, though. I'll pick Unicorns of Love for today. I'll, I'll go top Unicorns of Love because you got to be spicy. 
Don't be spicy. <laughs> Rogue versus PSG Talon. I see Rogue winning that. I do too. I, I think da- PSG Talon is not going to win a game. There's two marquee matchups for today. You have Dam One versus JDG. I that think is Dam One is. Well, well, I I really am excited for that one because that's going to show whether or not Dam One's actually capable, like confident enough to be able to eat, beat top esports because. Like this specific play style is shown to be able to work against them, especially with the team that, like they got going on right there. But whether or not they're able to be able to play to the same standard that top esports was to be able to like the the, the pressure they're able to dish out because I don't think they're going to win a late game team fight. Obviously, I'm not surprised if if JG beat Dam One if they I mean, can start if they can beat off top esports, beat them in finals, and literally they should have won that last game against them. I think there's a world where Dam One loses this. There's but because I think JDG is better late game. I think Dambo's better earlier on. And I'm taking Dam one because I think they're the best team at the tournament. Then you have Genji versus LGD. Genji are so incon- Genji are inconsistent in, in their own way. But LGD got a chance to play through all their kinks. Potentially, they got a chance to play and beat up on some weak teams. I, I agree. Think I, think LGD, I think LGD might actually win this purely based on the fact that they've played recently. They literally just played recently. I'll go I LGD think, for this one, actually. I think LGD might take this one out. And then I think, and then you have NA versus EU, the most two biggest toxic fan bases, TSM versus Fnatic. Holy yeah, shit! I want to point out good matchups today. I like I this day. TSM, I mean, Fnatic, TSM can't beat Fnatic on their good days. I still think that's the case again. But TSM can beat a bad Fnatic, and that's the mm-hmm. like honestly, it's it's gonna be what what Fnatic do you think is gonna show up? Or you think it's gonna be the team? Because it again, depends. Like there was a tweet. There was a tweet recently where Yanko said if they played, like, best of fives. It was after the Mad Lions series. He said if the EU teams played best, like, at, at Worlds right now or, like, uh, best of fives against the Asian teams, they would probably lose pretty badly and knock it out of group stage. You know, things like that, Those that's pretty worrying right there. But then again, TSM's not a nation, not from the LPL or the LCK. That's, that's the thing right there. I think that... It's hard to really pit what's going to go on because Fnatic have been so heavily invested into self-made that it's really hard for me to really pinpoint who was a strong laner for them to play through or where their playstyle is going to come from. You know, it's really just off the back of self-made and whatever champion he's on. If he's on Hecarim, if he's on Lee Sin, you can tell what game they're going to have. Now, if self-made is on something like Let's say I was I was gonna say Graves. Well, Graves kind of gets thrown into that Hecker and Lee Sin bundle. Let's say if um, Selfmade is on like a Lillian. Is is that her name? Lillian, the champion. Lillia. So like I think he's gonna have a marginally less impact on it in terms of what Fnatic are gonna be going for. So I don't know personally. I think that Beerson has been playing much better than Nemesis. I think Broken Blade is more consistent than Whippo. I think that Hillsing is better than Balfrost. But it, it, we don't know what Hillsing is going to show up. I don't know. Again, uh, I Reckless think that, can match Doublelift. I'll say that. Reckless has been, has been playing better than Doublelift pretty much all year. So I'll give it that. I think Fnatic have good things about them. But Whippo is so feast or famine that if Whippo gets an early lead against Broken Blade, which he did last year when they played, it, it was very, very clear if Whippo was better. I could see it happening. But I think that right now in terms of as how a team should play, I think TSM is going to take it. Not really got any disagreements. I think that the key matchups are going to be the top lane and the support. I think the, the the most inconsistent players on this team are going to be deciding whether or not TSM is actually able to win them or not. Because I think 
Brock, I mean, Hillsing and Whipple playing well is going to be something that TSM doesn't have an answer for. Mm. But, guys, that's actually pretty much it. I just wanted to do my pickums live so you guys can see me. Uh, and I'll obviously preview the first day of Worlds because there's some pretty uh, good matchups going in. I, the thing with FlyQuest, I'm not trying to sound like an NA downer, but when you're putting them up against a team of that caliber, this is a team they haven't even, like, witnessed yet in LCS. Like, no team in LCS plays like top esports, obviously, because of the disparity between players, right? I think a, a team like top esports, let's say a top esports match what FlyQuest want to do, which is, like, mid-scaling, you know, ADC scaling, the whole scaling thing FlyQuest does. Top could just match that, too, and just play it way better. Like, if you want to do that, if people want to say... Well, FlyQuest can win like this. Well, I could just say Top could just win like that too with the better players. Because, like, FlyQuest's strength is late game, and Santorin can track the jungler. So, is Santorin really going to be able to track Karsa? We'll, never, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but that's it. Anything else you want to say, Mr. No, Man? Not really. I'm starving, man. Yeah, I'm starving too. I need to get food. See you guys later. Like, comment, subscribe. Most of all, enjoy. Uh, that's it. I'm the Nightwing. We have my V Sports. It's signing out, guys. Peace. Goodbye.